This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and Raw talk show. How's everybody doing? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube and now. Welcome on Facebook. Yes, on Tower Sunberg Journey or Got It. Tom Tower Sun. I don't even know your Facebook pages. Tower Sunberg Got It. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> there you go. And the Goddess Ministry. Yeah, the Goddess. The Goddess Ministry is on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube or you can watch us on Facebook. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Two different platforms. Both will be live. That's right. So you can comment, talk, ask questions. That's right. Or just enjoy. Just enjoy. And hope that you're blessed. Hope that you're blessed. My name is Pedro. My name is Tara. And we're the Goddards. <laughs> and um, still reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody, like I said, had a good week. And as we go into the new week, hope everybody's week is going to be good. That's right. And blessed. And plentiful, and um, we've had a long week, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I've been all over the UK. Mm-hmm. Been to London, Suffolk. Was it Liverpool? Liverpool. Too? Yeah. And somewhere else I went. I don't even know the other place I went. I went somewhere near Liverpool. Right. Blackpool, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just went somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the job does, though. But hey, I enjoyed it so far. And then um, what else? about it. Well, I guess we're going to get started. You want to pray? Yeah, we can pray. All right. All right, let's go. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us to another weekend safe and sound, allowing us to rest. And as we go into this ministry that you have blessed us with, we ask to God that you will maybe bless somebody or help somebody as we talk about real things talk about things that are relevant to lives of married couples and singles and just relationships in general. Bless us and be with us. For this I pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. So I've been trying to think about how we're going to start this all week. (laughs) I don't know how you put our testimony. Mm. So is it our testimony in the sense of it is our testimony. Yeah. You said part one, right? So part I guess this one. is gonna be a part two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hopefully. All right. Uh, God willing. God willing. All right. So let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, we pretty much start off our testimony of how um, our testimony we met in 2005. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, met because of my niece um, Ashley, mm-hmm. who you came to p- came with her so she can get some money from me <laughs> that I owed her, and we met. Mm-hmm. And I knew right then and there you was gonna be my wife. Wow! Yeah, I knew right then and there. Um, you didn't know that though. You fought me hard, boy. I Shucks. did. Yeah, I did. And we actually will be. Um, Celebrating in the next week, next weekend, right? Is it next weekend? On it is next weekend. On yeah, next weekend. Oh yeah. wow, coming fast! Sixteen years next weekend. Wow. Sixteen years of marriage. Wow. Ups, 
of lows, highs, mm. happiness, sadness, Definitely. despair. Yeah. Um, but it's been a good run so far. Yeah. We got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And many, many more. But God is good. Yes, God is good. <laughs> as long as you don't get on my nerves. Yes. <laughs> no, you said yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, try to do too much. What? Yeah, you do. I oh, promise please. you, I don't. You do try. I promise you, I don't try to do too much. Whatever. I really, you try. really, really, really don't. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna get right into it. So we met in 2005, mm-hmm. and then about 2007, I think my aunt Kim died. Yeah. Passed away, and um, throughout our first couple of years of our marriage, it was a little rough was very rough because um, you was young and you wanted certain things and you didn't understand certain things. And um, we, I wanted to go back to be with my kids yeah. that was in New York. Yeah. Um, and I asked you to come with me. You didn't want to come at first, so you stayed behind. And I actually, I left only because of my Aunt Kim passing. So then you came up to New York and we was in New York. And Things was all right. You was working. I was working. Right. Um, the only problem was that uh, I've been married twice before, so I've been divorced twice. Yeah. It was my third marriage. Right. And my second marriage had really put a, took a toll on me in the sense of mentally, physically, spiritually, and every aspect of my life. Right. It made me very, um, I won't say angry, but it just put me in a really nasty place at some points. Right. And I think we, it kind of filtered over into our relationship. Yeah, it did. Um, then when it carried over into our relationship, I bought a lot of, I bought, even though I didn't want to bring baggage, I bought baggage with us. Right. Um, you didn't really have any baggage because you had never been really in a serious relationship yeah. or marriage before. Right. Um, I bought kids and myself and everything else that came with it. Yeah. Um, shoot up to what 2000. Well, actually, no. Let me let me actually go backwards. Um, I'm originally from Bermuda. Grew yeah. up in New York. Mm-hmm. I left Bermuda in '83 and arrived in New York. And wait a minute, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, you're from Birmingham, Alabama. In the in the south. In the south. I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> and um, growing up. I was going to a single mom and myself and my aunties and my grandmother. Yeah. And then um, my mother met my father, who she married when I was about 14. And um, it was good. Um, he was a pastor. My mother was a Bible worker. So I'm a pastor kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they know what they say about pastor kids. <laughs> it's not always true. We're not all bad. No. We just have some issues. Hey, you normal just like everybody else. That's right. Then we went to, um, as I got older in my teenage years, I got into a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, down on Nathan's Boulevard, Nathan's Avenue, not Nathan's Avenue, Nathan's in Coney Island. Right. That caused me to have a record. In doing so, um, I made a promise that I was going to do better with myself because I had just been married and I had Bryce. Bryce right. was. Yeah, Bryce was, was was a baby, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. It was in, I don't remember what year it was. I think I just turned, actually, no, I just turned 18. Right. So, no, Bryce wasn't there yet. 
but I was dating somebody that I was going to marry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. He wasn't there yet. So that's the reason why I bring this up is for the rest of the story. Right. Um, so this situation causes me to have an issue with the law. Yeah. So fast forward, um, I don't get in any more trouble. I go get my nursing, my nursing assistant license, phlebotomy license, EKG license, right. and I move on and I start working and doing a thing, go through the first marriage, divorce, second marriage, divorce. And now here, here I meet you and we get married. Yeah. Then we move to New York in 2007. Yeah, it was um, 2007, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then your father passes. Yeah. And then you come back, and then we go out on. We actually right around this time we are out. Sure is. We are out um, celebrating our anniversary. Yeah. And um, that's when you became real sick. At we had to go into Dallas BBQs or something. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got real sick, and we was wondering why were you sick? Yeah. And we went through the rest of the day, did our thing. Yeah. Um, do a sightseeing and stuff, and then the next morning you woke up and you took a pregnancy test and you found out you was pregnant with um, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. And got mad at me because when you <laughs> came in the room and said, I'm pregnant, I said, okay, and turned over and back to sleep. I was like, really? Hey, I was this tired. Was, I guess because it was my first my first baby, my yeah, first pregnancy, I was just, like, I was just you know, overjoyed. I had a feeling though in a way, so I was like, I was overjoyed. Uh, it, yeah, it didn't shock me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool, okay. So well, we didn't confirm it until we went to, to the got doctor. the blood test done. Yeah. Yeah. So then we did that and everything, and then we, um, Peter was born in 2008. Yep. Right? Yeah, June. Yeah. Right. Now, during this time, we was having some issues in our marriage. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of back and forth. You're going back home, coming back to New York, going back home, going back to New York. We spent a lot of money during that time. We Jeez. did. We, we, could be, we could have a house with that money right now. I'm telling you. Man, shock. Anyway, <laughs> here or now, what if, you know, it's all the past. Right. Leave it in the past. Right. So, um, shoot to 2009. I'm at work. And I get off early. Never get off early. Never, ever. And was you even in here at that time? I no, think, I think. No, I was you was away. Right. Yeah, you I had was left. away. Yeah, you yeah. had left. Right, I haven't you been had gone left. that long. You had left because we was actually moving to Alabama. Yeah, I was right. going to well right. to try to set things up in it. We had already set things up. We had got a place and everything. Right. And then um, came home early one day, and because like I said, I was in such a dark place and a bad place. Right. I got into an argument with a a girl. Yeah. Young girl. I don't mm. think it was a it was a young lady. She was a and teenager, right? Yeah. yeah. Knew it since she was a baby. Right. But I got into an argument. Yeah. And. One thing led to another. I didn't harm her or anything, just an argument. Right. Um, but that did scare her, as I think, as I look back on it and think about it. I could see that I did scare her. Yeah. So the mother or the parents pressed charges on me, and I got locked up. Right. Got released, I think, the next day. Thing did nothing of it. Um, the charges that they had for me. I can't remember what the charges was, but it was real minor charges because I didn't do no harm, no bodily harm or nothing. Right. And then they gave me a court date, and I went for the court date. And when I went for the court date, they changed, the prosecutor changed the, the charges. 
to some crazy stuff. I was Something like, else. What? Yeah, it was like, what? I didn't do it. What? <laughs> so I had to get a lawyer. Went to the lawyer and the lawyer, everything. We went through the court process. Yeah. And then you had came back by then. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, you had came back because we, we didn't leave yet. Okay. You were just you were just away when this happened. Okay. Then you did come back because yeah. then we went down, dropped you off. Oh right, everything. that's right, that's right, that's right. I totally forgot about that right. part. I think and it's a mental block. Yeah, and then you came back, and then I took you back down to Alabama, and the the deal was I was gonna take you to Alabama. I came up to New York because I was supposed to go do a job in Las Vegas. Right. Because I was driving trucks, and March second was it was March ninth that I went to court. March second. It was my birthday. Wow. All this happened around that time. Yeah. And so um, I remember spent the evening with my, um, with my cousin. We was talking to about 3, 4 in the morning. Right. Outside just chilling. And then uh, I went to court. And come to find out that because I'm an alien, I was an alien, legal alien. I was legal. I had a green card. Yeah, you had, a green, you had a permanent green card. Yep, I had a permanent green card. Mm-hmm. But I should know things were different when they changed my license to foreign national. Oh, wow. And when they changed my CDL license to a foreign national yeah, license. I yeah. didn't, we didn't even pay no attention. Yeah, it was really. F L F N something. Yeah, right. foreign national license, something like that. Whatever. Right. So I went to court, and the lawyer was like, hey, you know what? We need to um, just let him go. He's going back to Alabama. He's not going to be in the state of New York. Let's just, you know, let's just dismiss this and be done. Right. The prosecutor said, no, we got to give him some time. Because as it turned out, immigration. Oh, is that's probably why they did with it. No, they did. I'm telling you, the reason why he did that is because immigration um, at the time and probably still now, what they do is if you go to court and you're an alien or if there's any question, the moment you plead guilty, put it this way, if I pleaded not guilty, I would have, had another court date, I probably would have been found not guilty, and then, um, then I would have been released. But I pleaded guilty because I was like, just do three days and then you'll be done. I said, right. I, I could do three days, no problem, cool. Well, that just started the whole thing. So three days, first day I'm in jail, I get a, they call my name, I got a visitor. Go upstairs, there's an ICE agent saying all this stupidness about, I came on a boat, came over the thing. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know what you I mean, you don't know what you're talking right, about. Right, the minute they say you they think you from I'm like, I got a green card. Right. I'm legal, blah blah blah. You know, and he's just like so he's trying to piss I say, you know what, before I get mad and hit you, I'm just gonna leave. So I leave, <laughs> call my father, my father comes to visit me. Turns out that because I pleaded guilty, I'm now in the system. So I do three days in County Lockup and then after the three days, which is so funny because they Walk out like you're leaving, and as you're about to leave out the free door, <laughs> they turn you right and say, you got to go back in the cell. So I had to go back wow. in the cell, wait for immigration. Wow, wow, wow. That was probably the worst time of my life. Give me time to reflect, though, but probably the worst time of my life because you sit in the cell for like half a day. Wow. Then he threw me in the back of a truck, and then I was in a truck. Then had no place to put us. I went to one jail. They said because I didn't have my PPP, um, Certificate or something to show that I had PPD or you know that shot that they give you the tuberculosis shot. Oh, the tuberculosis shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They took me to another jail, so I ended up in Hudson Correction Facility. Right. Um, so while in Hudson Correction Facility, I was able to understand and 
and process everything that was going on in my life and big ups to my mom cause, and my father at the yeah. time because yeah. they really supported us and allowed you to have um, also the Toby. Yeah. Because they all financially helped us um, immensely during that time. Yeah. With bills and paying the rent on time and the car and everything like that. Right. And the, the phone so that you, I can call you. So everything just happened so fast. Yeah, it did happen fast. So I'm in jail from 2009 of March to July 2nd. And during that time, you know, I started reading the Bible more. It's amazing how, you know, we as people, we, we don't, um, we forget God sometimes when we get so busy. Yeah. But when we're down in the hole, all of a sudden we remember him. Mm. And we that happens to a lot of us. It happens to a lot of us, yeah. Um, my mom actually sent me some Bibles and books and stuff, and I was able to distribute it throughout the prison, and which is weird because they used to call me the preacher, <laughs> which I'm not. They gave you a and nickname. They gave me a nickname, <laughs> yeah. And then, so we, you know, I did all that and everything like that. And then, um, like I said, it's just amazing how we turn away from God so easily when we get busy. But then as time goes on, we realize that our lives were, um, were, only, there, were only there because of him. Yeah, And definitely. that's when I realized that I'm only there because of him. Right. Um, during that time, you you and I disagree on this. During that time, that's when you found out about the Sabbath. Because mm. I remember the call in prison, but you say it didn't happen then. But I remember it happened in it prison. It probably did. I got so much yeah, mental block going on. Yeah, you got so much on. mental block going on. But I remember you called. I remember calling you, and you was like, "You won't believe what happened." And I'm like, "What? I've been reading it the wrong way, and I didn't about the Sabbath, and I can't believe I've been doing this wrong all this time." And right. So. Um, that was the start of that. Mm. So it was ironic because I think me being locked up allowed us both to mentally better ourselves with God and spiritually. Yeah. Because we was both reading the Bible. We couldn't do it together all the time. Yeah. Because we was apart. But we was doing it separately. But we was doing it more diligent than we ever had at that time during our marriage. Right. And then... Um, Finally, I said, okay, just let me go back home. So July 4th, I actually returned back to Bermuda. Mm. I was supposed to return back two weeks before, but they misplaced my money, and I missed my flight. So I had to go back to prison for two weeks. That was not easy because when you're you're free, when you think that you're going to be free, and back and out and about, and then you're like, you got to go back in prison for two weeks, you're like, what? So I was not happy at all. But that's fine. That's just life. It's... It, it made me, it just realized that, you know, it wasn't time yet for it to be the case. Right. It actually turned out to be good. So then big up to my sister and Damien. They then assisted me. Mm-hmm. And when I came to Bermuda, by letting me live with them. And I, we, um, because of Damien, he helped me get my CV together. And I was able to get a job, actually, with my sister's um, stepfather. Right. Who, at the time, um, was building a patio. He was a builder. That was some of the hardest work I've ever done in my life, mm. in the hot sun. We did that, and then um, you came in August. Right. I was just so shocked that you had been deported. Yeah. It was like... I was so shocked that you came. 
Because <laughs> I had to make some real, you know, decisions like, am I going to, you know, pick up and go where you are? But I knew I loved you. Yeah, I knew. I, I said to myself, you know what, I think she's, I don't even know if she's going to, um, I don't even know if she's going to come. But you know what? You know what, we're going to see what happens. So yeah, we're going to ride it out. We're going to ride it out. But I had some so serious praying I had yeah. to do, though. I was like. We had some serious. We prayed a lot, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so then you came to Bermuda. And it's funny because you came to Bermuda, and all the stuff we talked about in prison kind of went to the wayside. And we kind of went back for a minute, back into our old ways. Right. Um, we went back. Not that we necessarily forgot about God, but just a lot of anger. I think he was a little mad at me for being deported. <laughs> I was. Um, I, I, I think I really was. Yeah. I was like, you know, why we got to be in this situation? Why life got to change so drastically? Cause yeah, because you're not a changer. Right. Which, you know, which I talked about in our last show. I'm not the type of person that will just get up and just be like, okay, let's go. You know, I was, with you being deported was a real deal. You know, you have to change, transition yourself to being in a whole other country, no less. Mm -hmm. And I've never been in another country like that. So I already was struggling being in another state, let alone then have to then, you know, go into New York and then boom, went back to Alabama and then all of us then had to make a decision to go to Bermuda. That was hard. I understand. And I think that's why I was always patient with you on that. Yeah. And that's why I sent you back home many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even more than when you was in Bermuda. I think I, the plane knew who I was. Mm -hmm. They definitely knew who you was. Yeah. They had the same flight attendants, definitely. Yeah. Um, so we moved to Bermuda, and as we talked about in our communication, communication part last week, um, we, had, we still had our marital issues. We were still going through some things, but luckily through the gra grace of God and the fact that um, he had our back and he was always in the forefront, even when we did not always um, see him there, see him there, or put him there, right? He was still there, mm -hmm. working with him, working with us. Um, we got help, and we start to heal ourselves, heal thyself through God. Yeah. And then we went to um, what happened? After we had been oh, then you started. I got you started singing with the church choir and stuff, which you hated me for, but. <laughs> Then you start. You saw the opportunities he was giving you to sing and stuff. So you start to sing and um, with Somerset Praise Team, and yeah. <coughs> and that was some of the best times of your life. Yeah. And then you'd be yeah. on eight, you guys used to be on ATV all the time. They used to love you on ATV. Yeah. <coughs> on the Bermuda, um, Bermuda Christian Network in in Bermuda. Yeah. They used to put you guys on all the time. Yeah. And then um, then we start living in Bermuda. But the problem with Bermuda, I love Bermuda and everything, was just it was so expensive. And small. And small. But the small part wasn't that bad. I'm talking about for me, coming for you, from yeah. the U.S. It wasn't so bad. I came from New York. I grew up in New York. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. I was not a true Bermudian. I'm Bermudian in heart. But right. Not in, not in growing up. Right. You know, and yeah, it, was a little, it was a little difficult, too, sometimes. But I, I adjust easier because I could just go sit off and meditate or sit off and chill, and I'm good. Right. You needed something to do, and things closing at eight o'clock at night, <laughs> and there's nothing else to do but go to the club or go to the movie. Not even go. Well, you can still get. You can go to the movies. Right. There's not much. It's not much life in that. Mm. So we, we it made us spend a lot of time together. Right. Get to um, know each other more. Yeah, which was a good thing and a bad thing because then we started to um, 
learn each other more, but we still had our issues. We still had our um, marital issues and stuff. Because right. I was still in that bad place. Right. I never left that bad place. You, even you after, were an angry person back then. Even, when I, even after what happened with the young lady, I was still in a nasty place. I was still in an argumentative phase. I was still in a yelling phase. I was still in a... Um, A phase that was not good. Right. Um, that's for another story. Mm. So we then um, went on, and then I think uh, right when we started to heal that, not even heal ourselves, as we started to work on ourselves yeah, I would with say God, that. you wanted to go back because you were so frustrated that you couldn't work. Yeah, got your, your visa. But you couldn't find work, so he's like. But it wasn't till later. It wasn't till later. Yeah, but I'm, I'm well. But what in the middle is really not really not much really. happening. But just us living in Bermuda, we had Sky, then we had Kaya. Yeah. And we were staying in different places. Yeah. And then we, um, then you decided that you wanted to go back to New York. I mean, go back to Alabama. I'm about to say you definitely want New York. Yeah, that's true. You want to go back to New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. You didn't like New York. Mm-hmm. You like it now, but not then. Mm. Yeah. And we went to, uh, um, you wanted to go back to Alabama, so we set it up. You went back to Alabama. And then went to, that's where I went to probably another deep despair. Um, that's where the communi- we talked about communication. That's where we communicated, but we didn't communicate everything. No, we didn't. No. We well, at least like I didn't. Right. Well, yeah. Um, you was communicating a little bit better. But I definitely was still not communicating as much. Right. I'll communicate what I wanted, what I thought you wanted to hear, or what you needed to hear, not what you, what I should be telling you. Well, not, not what was truth. really going on. Right. Yeah. So then I um, what did I do? Oh yeah. So I got a job that I always wanted to do. The job was with the public bus company, driving the bus all over Bermuda. Mm. One job that I did love. I love doing that job, but. One thing I found that is so mundane, mundane, or whatever you want to call it, that it was, <laughs> well, it was, it was, it was so repetitive. much the same thing all the yeah, time. Yeah, so repetitive. Yeah. Um, it was driving me a little crazy. <laughs> but that's not, that's not no excuse. So with all the different bills, all the different things that happened with us and everything, and we were still going through our changes in our lives and changes in our marriage, and by this time now, this is 2000 and... What year was it? 15, 16? Yeah, 2016. Yeah, so we're talking... Now here we are 10 years into well, our marriage. Well, because Kaya was two. Yeah, we're talking about 10 years into our marriage. Yeah. And we're still in our marriage. You know they say seven years and then things are supposed to get better? That's mm. not always true. <laughs> it was better, but we still had our issues. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, let me go back. Because part of my testimony is, you would think I would learn something. Um, a couple of years before this, I was working in a gas station, and I, my son was five. Who, Wookie Joe? Yeah, he was five. So yeah. 2008, 2013, 2014. No, he was five, yeah. Yeah. Well, 2013, I was on a bike riding back to BI, which is Bermuda Institute, to see my son do a Christmas pro- program. And... Um, a person drove their car out into the road and froze, and I ended up hitting a car head-on, 
broke my bike and my head and my whole body. Mm. And um, I broke my first rib, a couple of ribs, and my clavicle bone. Not my clavicle, clavicle. my pelvic. My wrist, my wrist, my ribs, and my pelvic. Right. Yeah. So when I did that, that put me down for a minute. And I thought I was going to die. It's amazing when you have a life death, a life death situation. Right. How much stuff can just flood through your head? Because at the time, Kaya was about to be born. You was pregnant with Kaya, so Kaya, yeah, it's 2013. No, it was 2014. Because Kaya was, you was, you, you was about to have her. Yeah. You was about, you was. Kaya was born in July, right? Yeah. So if she was born in July, this was early July. I mean, early 2014. Yeah, that December, because it was the Christmas program. Yeah. Right, so you was pregnant with Kaya. Yeah. And, um, Boy, it was stressful. Yeah, it was. And I remember Kaya, I remember Sky walking into the um, ER room and screaming out loud, my daddy's dead. <laughs> but, yeah, because I was laying so still, she thought I was dead. Yeah, because when we walked in, they was actually willing you to the x-ray, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I was in so much pain, I can't remember. Yeah, all I yeah. know, you was laying there. All I know is that was the hardest, one of the hardest things ever. Right. Because I had to get in that machine with broken bones, and they didn't give me no pain. The pain medication, I have a high threshold for pain, so the pain medication was not working, and I was in some serious pain. Mm. But, um, yeah, so we did all that, and, you know, God spared my life when, you know, Maybe I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been spared, but I was spared because God saw fit for me to be spared. God so, have a plan for all of us. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying, you know, you never, you always wonder, but God had a plan for me. So I was like, okay, cool. Thank you, Lord, you know, for sparing my life. Right. Um, I really don't even talk about it that often or anything. Um, kind but of I definitely remember Because I almost forgot about I almost forgot to even bring it up. Yeah. So that goes on. And here we are back, and I'm working for the bus company. Life is all right. I mean, I'm working hard, but it's stressful. Was you working at the doctor's office before then? That was, yeah, the doctor's office was, yeah. Yeah. This is after the doctor's office. Yeah. And then, um, and the water truck company, yep. too, yeah. Yeah. Then I started working for the bus. So I was working for the bus, and I did the bus, and during my time in the bus, um, Things happened that were not to my favor, and it was a lot of, I won't say stress, and people ask me all the time why this happened, and I can't even honestly say why. It just happened. That's all I can say. It just happened. Um, we, um, I had moved back to Alabama. Yeah, moved back to Alabama. Right, and to Huntsville. And it was a lot of stress to provide for you and the kids, make sure you had what you needed, and make sure I had what I needed. And one and I day, was trying to look for a job while I was there. Yeah, which wasn't going to happen because there was no way you're going to be able to do with having the kids, which we already had the discussion. Yeah. And then while I was working for the bus, I um, found a way to steal money from the bus. So here I am stealing money from the bus. One month, two months, three months go by. And then um, one day... I get on the bus and I'm on my way down the road and they're like, Pedro, we need you to come into the office right away when you get to um, Hamilton. Somebody be there to pick you up. Mm. And I knew. I knew that they had caught me. Because, you know, the bus had cameras. How did that make you feel? Mm, I don't know. Was you nervous, like? I don't know. No. I don't know if I was nervous or more just upset. 
I was more like thinking, how can I get away? Do I really have to go to the to the main terminal? <laughs> like maybe I could get off the bus and just run. But you know, it's Bermuda. Where am I running to? So I was just like, hey. To the water. <laughs> yeah, to the water. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, so I go to the bus. They thing. They bring me in. They ask me. They say, you know, we got you on camera. I said, yeah, I did so. You know, I've been doing it for about three, four months. And they say, okay, well, you know, you're gonna have to. I'm calling the cops, and they're gonna come arrest you and take you down. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you know. So I call. I said, well, look, let me just make a phone call. Tell my wife. So I called you up, told you, you was not too happy. You was more concerned for my well-being than anything. Only because you wasn't even upset. You no, was only because I had just came to see you yeah, for like true. two weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. And we had talked, and I asked you how everything. Again? <laughs> Wait, maybe you need to stop doing stuff on the anniversary. It came for an anniversary. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. was, and I was and I like. Think about it, because <laughs> it happened in November. So October, yeah, you had just came for anniversary. Yeah. So yeah, you came for the first two weeks of our anniversary, because we're married from October 3rd. You left about October 10th or 15th or something like that. Yeah. And then two weeks later, boom, this happened. So like a month later. Yeah. So you had just been there from, yeah, from celebrating our anniversary. Right. So I'm like, um, I had been asking you the whole time I was there, you know, how's everything? We had went out, we went to church, and, and just, you know, just was, you know, yeah. different things. And you, I never picked up that it was something going on. Yeah. Or that you was, you know, going through something because you just didn't express that to me. You didn't share, even though I asked you. Yeah. You know, and I think I felt like when, when I got the call, I was more, because, it was just like, how could I could have prevented it from happening if he would have just, if, if Pedro would have just talked to me and said, babe, look, this is what I've been doing. And I could have been like, Pedro, you know, this is not what you should be doing. You need to stop. Like, stop now before, before, before you even get to the point of you getting caught or, you know, getting put, you know, in jail or anything. Just, you know, think about the future. Think, I, I, so many things could have been said and done that could have been prevented that, you didn't give me that opportunity to help you. Yeah. You pretty much just shut me down and you hid it from me. And you were so good at it to the fact that I didn't even pick up on that it was something going on with you. That's true. That is so true. And I and I was like, well, dang, do I know my husband at all? Yeah, you knew me. I just I, I felt I really felt like I didn't know you at all because We've been together all this time, and I still can't pick up on when something is, you know, going on that I could have helped you with. You know. I don't think I want. I didn't think I wanted to stop, so that's why I didn't tell you. And that's the thing. I, you know, what I'm saying I could have. I just felt like it could have been something I could have done to get you on the straight path. To like, Pedro, look, you gotta stop this. And if it's something that we, I need to do. To, to to prevent this from happening, I would do it. But it, it can't be this. It can't be what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I, I got kind of angry. Honestly, I really did. I was so mad. I was like, he's not even thinking about me, the kids. You know, we already, I felt like we already had been through enough. Now we got something else added on to it. Like, I felt like it was so unnecessary. Yeah. You know? But when I got the phone call from the lady from Bermuda that had reached out to me, for, was she from the, the court or whatever? 
But she reached out for me from the court. And Actually, I had I had ran into somebody I knew in church from church. I was a police officer at the time. He retired since then, or resigned. Right. I think he's fitness, but. I reached out to him. I saw him and I said, hey, here's my wife's number. Please call and tell her. And he okay. did call me. I know. He called me and he told me. But I'm saying I, it was another lady that talked to me when you was going to be doing your court time. She had called and spoke to me and asked me about your background and, you know, about you. And I told her, as far as I know, my husband wasn't a type of person that would steal from anyone. I said, I know we had some financial issues or whatever. But um, it wasn't to the fact that he had to take from something or from what he was employed. And I told her I was just, I apologized to her. And I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry. And I know my husband is. You know, we get caught up into situations sometimes where when you feel like, oh, I'm not going to get caught, you keep doing it. And then so that's just like a child going to keep doing something until you find out, look, don't be doing it. Oh, don't pick that up. I don't do that. So it's kind of like that's what you kept doing. And I told her, I said, you know, that's not my husband. That's not the type of person he is. And then I said, I said, if he was stressed about something, he definitely hid it from me. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, he didn't communicate that with me. That's why our communication was broken, because you just didn't talk to me. Yeah. I know. And then it all kind of came to the forefront. And then next thing you know, everything's just blowing up in my face. Well, not, and, and you know what? And I, it, it just like, it just like I, I, this is my opinion. I felt like God was like, look, if you're not gonna tell nobody what you're struggling with right now, then I'm, I'm gonna have to expose you. He was trying to. I feel like God was probably at some point trying to, you know, save you in silence, but you just didn't listen. I know you felt like you had warnings, didn't you? Yeah, I definitely had warnings. There was other things that happened that had gave me warnings, um, and I just, um, yeah, it was definitely other things that gave me warnings and stuff. But I just was listening to those warnings, and I just kept on doing what I was doing. And um, so when everything hit the fan, I was like, "My goodness." Like, why? Why right now? And I'm away. I'm not even in Bermuda right now to, to be with him, to, you know, to just to be there. Because regardless of how it looked to other people, that was still my husband. And mm-hmm. I loved him. And we all make mistakes. We all do things that we should have do. Sometimes we do things that people wouldn't even think that we would do. But you don't know what you would do until you're in a situation. And um, I just felt like I needed to be there. And I wasn't able to be there for you. You know, I wasn't able to just, even though everything had happened, to just stand by your side even through that time. Because, you know, when marriage stays through better, through worse. Yep. And I felt like at that time. I was making it hard for you to do that, wasn't I? <laughs> I felt like the worst was like, geez, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to get past this? Because I felt like Bermuda was so small. Everybody was going to know. Oh, they put it in the newspaper. And it ain't even that I was worried about what people thought. It was the fact of, like, I felt like they made an example out of him by putting putting it in there. And it wasn't like it was a... No, they put everybody in the newspaper. They didn't make no example. Right, but no, I'm just not saying, I just, mm-hmm. well, Bermuda put everything in the paper. No, they small. didn't make no example of me. I did the crime. I had to do the time. I, right. It wasn't about them making an example. They put everybody in the newspaper, so it was, you know, they don't put everybody, you know, you got a little clout, they may not, but... They put me in the newspaper, so it was that. And then that's when everything kind of... 
um, hit the fan. I know one day we found out who our true friends was. That definitely hit the in, fan because uh, a lot of, I got dropped right away from a job and um, I was like, what are we going to do? Well, it was not that he didn't want, he, not that he, he didn't want to give me a second chance. It was just that the perception. So he was like, he can't have me employed for him. So I lost that job. What was the job? Um, I'd rather not say. Okay. But it was a it was a phlebotomist. Jo- I was a phlebotomist for the job. Right. Um, it was in the doctor's office. Um, so then, um, which I understand his con- I understand his point because you know he has a business and he needs to run it to an efficiency. And um, what I what I understand what I didn't I like about him is that and I'm not calling no names. Excuse me, but it's not about what you. He didn't do nothing wrong. Number one. No, he's okay. Let me finish. He didn't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's what I learned after the time happened and everything is that I could see the difference of how people looked at me. A lot of people, I had a lot of good friends that still was just like, you know, PJ, you made a mistake. We're here to support you. But mm-hmm. I had a lot of people that, you know, was like, uh, they kind of distanced themselves from me Turned because me of that. Away. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they just, people just, I don't know, people, if we as people, we sometimes, um, they don't have compassion. No, it's not compassion, Ty. It's not even that. I think. Think about how God no. looks at us when we make yeah, mistakes. He I don't, don't think, then shun I think, us. I, yeah, but people have a tendency sometimes to not want to deal with deal with the back. Okay, even case in point, what did our daughter just tell us the other day? She had a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And the friend came to her just this Friday right. and said to her that she wants to be her friend, but she has to be a friend in secret. Mm. Why? Because the friends that she has, she's developed at the school, don't like Sky for whatever reason. Right. So, she didn't want to be bullied by these girls who were supposed to be her friends. Mm-hmm. So she said, "I can't be your friend anymore. We get to be." And Sky, what does Sky say? We can't be friends anymore. Just end it. We're done. No, Sky was like, "I'm not gonna be your friend." Right. Exactly. What I'm saying. Right. right. We're not gonna be your friend in secret. It's done. We're no longer gonna be friends. Right. I think, and that's just the nature of human tendencies is that you know you you we even had that where we have friends mm-hmm. and we'd befriended pe- certain people and people didn't like certain people that we'd befriended and then all of a sudden the, when they was being friendly with us next thing you know they was kind of standoffish with us too because and I know it's because of the friends that we that we kept right because we was we always been the type that no matter I don't care if you're black blue I don't care if you're an addict. I don't care if you're an alcoholic. Whatever your past what is. Your past yeah. is. I don't care whatever pump you're going through. We're gonna be your friends. And I say this with certainty. I say this with a sincere um, heart. Not even a sincere heart. I say this with not boasting. I say this because we're always consistently be this have been this way. Anybody in Bermuda that knows us can attest to this. That we, when we were friend, when we was in Bermuda, we had. All different types of different friends that used to come to our house. Right. People that wouldn't even talk to each other any other time. But when they was at our house, they talked to each other. Right. So I know this for a fact that we were always the type that no matter who you was, no matter what you was, if we befriended you, we was your friend. And we didn't go and tell your secrets to other people. We didn't gossip to other people and everything like that. And that's and the, the first time. This is so the first time we actually talking about this even doing this like in public. Right. And we were talking about this in private but not in public. Right. 
excuse me. So I found that, you know, people, which put me in a de- another kind of depression because when I'm down in my, down in my darkest, down in my deepest, um, thinking I have somebody that I can lean on, I didn't have as much as I thought I could can lean on. But then I did have some, I did have some friends that was really strong and helped me out. Um, had a couple that was just absolutely wonderful. Um, and the, the, the wife of the couple, um, was working at a job. Now, so this is all going, this is all going on. I've been arrested. I've been released. Had my court dates. Right. Um, then, um, this person comes to me. She says, uh, Pedro, I work at this place. I know you're a good person. So look, I'm going to go and tell them, um, that, you know, they need somebody to work. So I'm going to go recommend you. I'm like, you sure? She's like, yeah, I have faith that you could do this. So I go to the interview under, because she had just started working there and they loved her. And um, I interviewed and I had to sell myself. And this is the first time I had to tell them, but I sat down and I said to them, before we even start the interview, I said, look, this is a situation. It's going to come out in the newspaper, so I'm going to tell you now. And I told them everything. And they looked at me all weird. They did. They looked at me weird. Mm-hmm. It was a black guy and a white guy. Right. And they looked at me weird. And they said, okay. They said, well, look, we need you to sell this pen to us. So they gave me a pen. And I had to sell the pen to them. So I told them, there's a big pen, da-da-da. You can write upside down. You can write sideways. It never runs out. All this. I just saw, I just blew them away. I know I blew them away. Because... I wasn't supposed to work in. The, I was supposed to work in a warehouse, but next thing you know, and see, this is where God hmm. put you in places that you would never think He'll put you. God still tested so you. So here you are. <laughs> here you are. I always say God has a God has a funny bone, because here I am. I just got arrested. I just got fired. I'm working there for the bus, stealing from the bus. Um, and now I'm about to get a job that I'm gonna be selling candy, and collecting money for the candy, bringing it back, logging in. Logging in the checks, logging in the cash, and I'm gonna be driving around with thousands and thousands of merchandise every day in the back of my truck. I'm like, well, God, you must have a reason for this. <laughs> so I start working for the company, and I'm driving the truck, and everything's good, and I love the job, and I'm doing a good job. Um, I'm learning my route, I'm learning the people, I'm getting comfortable, and everything. But I just still felt, Todd was still away at the time, and I just still felt um, it was just something missing in my life. It was just something missing. Um, Through all this whole time, by the way, you know, it was a struggle back and forth with prayer and worship. And, you know, people think sometimes you look at people, Facebook gets such a... um, Social media period. Social media gets such a broad spoke of, People think things are all right, but people always people are hurting on the inside, even on Facebook. Just because they're smiling in the picture doesn't mean that they wasn't just crying five minutes before mm. and or five minutes after. And um, I was still in I was still in a bad I was still in a bad place at that time. I was in a better place, but I was still not completely there. And then I. Um, then what happened? So then I get this job and everything's good. And then one day I wake up and I say, you know what? I need something different in my life. 
I need to just, you know, do something different. And I found out that we can come to the UK. Hmm. So I was like, hmm, sounds like a plan. So I literally put in my month's notice and sold all my stuff that I had um, in Bermuda and bought a ticket, a one-way ticket. Actually, I bought a round-trip ticket. And I didn't buy, only reason I bought the round-trip ticket is because I wasn't sure. I was still in doubt that God was that God, this is what God wanted for us. So I was like, well, you move, know what? Yeah. If I need to come back, I can come back. So I bought a one. I bought a round trip ticket. It was only like a fifty hundred dollars more. So I bought a round trip ticket, and I um, got on the plane. I talked to a person over here in the UK, and I bought an Airbnb for a month, and I moved to the UK just like that. I know people think all the time that I moved to the UK to get away from Bermuda or run away from my whatever in Bermuda. And that is not true. Definitely not true. I think, I think sometimes when we do move, we are running from something. So I'm not going to say I was completely not running. I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't running. But that was the reason why I left. I left because I just, I just got tired of the stares and the whispers and the Right. I could just feel the difference that people treated me because of what I have done. Um, I know they made a mistake. I know that what I did was wrong. I know what I did was not right. Um, but I'm still the same Pedro. I'm still the same person. I ain't changed in any way. I'm not changed because I made that mistake. And I knew Todd didn't want to come back to Bermuda because it was just too much stress on us. And it was really putting a strain on our marriage, financially, and mentally, and physically, because just it was, everything. Yeah, because I'm working like three jobs, and I still can't make ends meet, and it's just frustrating. So, I said, "Well, let's go to UK." So I came to UK, and again, July. Was it July again? No, April. April I came yeah. in July in April this time. Came in April, and like I said, stayed in Airbnb. And found, um, didn't have a job yet, but I found a place. Then I found a place and um, moved into the place. And then like a month later, you moved in with me in August. Yeah. Right. Then um, thank God for Penny Steed, um, who recently passed away a couple few years ago, unfortunately. But because of her, um, she was in the church in Huddersfield. She brought. She said, hey, come over to my church, visit my church. So I rented a car and I went over to her church and um, went to see her. And while I was there, um, I met a couple. Well, I didn't meet the couple. I met the wife. Right. And the pastor said, what do you do? And I said, I do this, I do that. He's like, oh, you should talk to so-and-so. And I was like, okay. And so um, her name was Sarah, actually. And I said, okay, nice, you know, we talked, and nice to meet you. And she was like, I'm going to talk to my husband, and, you know, because he works in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, now, this guy, Rakhtiv, he never even knew me from Adam. He then went to his boss and talked to his boss and got me an interview. He's never met me before. See how God works? Mm. God works in such a mysterious way. He definitely do. They never met me before, never even knew of me, has not met me yet because he had been at work the first couple of weeks I went to church. So he's never, so he's going to base all on his wife's word. And so um, I go interview. Again, I sell myself and I get the job. 
and I put in I put a post on, which is actually ironic because just the other day I saw it on Facebook. You know, you put those pictures up, and then like years later, it's like memories. All right. And I I showed Tar, and the memory popped up of me putting a picture of my ID and myself saying, "Thank God has blessed me with a job." Reason why I bring that up is because I guess somebody saw that, and next thing you know, somebody anonymously who I would love to know because I'm not even. And you may I'm, not never know. All right, we know what the thing. You may not I, never find If the out. person knows this person, I don't know. If you know who the person, I, I just want to know. I don't even want to know why. I just, I don't even bother me. I, it's what it is. People, tendencies, people's, you know. It happens. I mean, it happens, right? Well, they sent the whole detailed letter to my job. And they said, uh, oh, he's absconded. He's wanted by the police. Da, 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 da. Um, he should not be working. He should, he's wanted. He needs to, he, he's not in, in the UK legally, this and that, all anonymously. But they, what you did not know was that I had already told my boss. <laughs> she didn't tell HR, but I had already told the manager that I had interviewed with. And when I told her so, um, she said, well, that doesn't affect you drawing bloods. So, um, which is where, as, and I forgot to tell you, back, going back just a minute, when I got deported to Bermuda and I got sent into the office, it was very nerve-wracking because I didn't know what to expect. Right. And when I went into the office, the custom agent took me in the room, sat me down, and put a blank piece of paper in front of my face. I'm like, why does he give me a blank piece of paper? And he said, you know, what have you, you know, done? I told him everything I've done. He said, well, guess what? He said, now you're in Bermuda, and this is what your life is. It's a blank piece of paper. It's what you make it. So I was like, wow, cool, you know. And so then going forward again, she kind of gave me the same answer. It's a blank piece of paper. Going forward, this is what you know what you have to do. So I knew it was my job, God, thankfully, and I was able to better myself and um, do different things work-wise. Yeah. I learned how to cannulate or vent flow, whatever you want to call it. I learned how to do pots. I learned how to do different things working in A&E. And um, God bless me. And the weird thing is that I think through all of the whole process of my life, through the accident, through the deportation, through me getting in trouble with the law, through me getting arrested, me being put in prison for months when I was in immigration, you that know, was I... I yeah, but I think it's all the process that God had put me through right. to make me to what I am now. Because now that since I've been in the UK, we've been about four and a half years. Yeah, um, I'm really at peace with myself and the person that I've become, the person that I am. I still have faults. I we still all have, do. It, yeah, we, we all, all have faults and issues. I still sin. I'm not sinless. I'm not perfect. Right. Um, we still have issues mm -hmm. in our marriage, not like we had before. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I think in a marriage, you always have issues because you and I are two different people. Well, y'all have different things that you can right. work on to right. improve. You're different. I'm different. Right. And we have to, it's, a hard, it's hard work. Every day, we have to work on our marriage. Every yeah. day. With the grace of God, we have to work on it. And then we have kids, added, added things, and so now we're working with the kids right. and things like that. So pretty much, yeah. So um, that's pretty much it with the testimony. With this, If everything just, you know, I just want to thank God that through it all, through everything that's happened in our marriage. God and everything that's happened, God is still blessing us. God mm -hmm. is still, even when I did wrong, he still gave me another job. Mm -hmm. He gave me another chance. Even when things looked bad, he gave me another chance. Even when things looked down and out, 
He gave me another chance. Mm-hmm. God always has been there for me in everything that I've done, everything that I've um, been, everything that I've touched, good or bad. Right. He's always been there. And, you know, I just think that um, there's a lot of people out there that something happens to them bad or wrong, and they just think, oh, I can't go on living, or I can't go on, or I can't show my face anymore because this and that, this and, you know, X, Y, Z, or right. whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's... it's is what life is what you make of it. And so now when I get a job, I tell them ahead of time, this is what happened. Mainly because, also too, because it was on my DBS. It was something they use out here for jobs. So it didn't show up for the first couple of years. But ever since when that person whoever did that, the NHS kept, which is the hospital, um, they kept checking my DBS, like religiously, like crazy. All the time. All the time, <laughs> yeah like twice, two, three times a week, they was checking my DBS, checking my DBS. Because you can go on and look, and I'll go on and look, and they always had to check. They was check, check, check. I was like, my goodness, how many times you going to check this thing? But anyway, um, um, that's fine. It finally showed up on my DBS, so now I make sure I tell people. And I didn't tell people in the beginning. Well, I did tell, I, actually, let me rephrase that. I did tell people. It just didn't show up on my DBS. Right. So I did still tell people what it happened because I didn't want it to just pop up and then they'd be like, oh, how come you didn't tell us? Right. So I was always been upfront about what I've done wrong. Oh, wait a minute. I, that's one thing I always loved about you, Pedro. And it, it, no matter what it, good or bad, you're going you're gonna to be like, but this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You're always upfront. And that's what I always have loved about you. And I never at one point through all this that was going on was going to say, you know what, I'm going to turn my back on you. You know, I'm done you know, I let you see the kids or I bring the kids to you whenever. You know, I never had that thought in my mind of separating or being divorced from you because everything we had went through. You know what I mean? I know. And, um, yeah, because I believed in who you are as a man, as a father, as a person, period. You know, we all, trust me, everyone have a story, but not everybody going to share it. So it's just the fact of, you know, you know, we prayed about it and we said, you know, we're going to share our story with whoever that may be going through something similar or what we have went through. You know? This is just a part because we have so much more to tell. <laughs> That's why I guess why you said part one, huh? Yeah, but I'm just more saying in the sense of, you know, people don't realize when they get married, when they say through better or worse, a lot of people only want the better. They never want the worse. True. You know, so when they go through the worst, they they ready to run. They ready to hit the heels and be like, you know what, I can't deal with it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm too. It's too shameful or it's too bad. I don't want people looking at me this way or that way. Or people going to be turning their heads at you. But guess what? People going to turn their heads at you no matter what you're doing. True. So. And at this point, I know it ain't nothing but God that's leading us. Oh, it's definitely. And since... And like since then the pandemic hit and it really helped us in our marriage and helped us to better ourselves and um, then um, you ran a BBC yeah. and that helped and um, then you know um, you've been blessed to meet other people in London and up here that yeah. has helped you with your music and yeah. it allowed us to even actually all of that has allowed us to get to this platform we have to have this studio that we have. Yeah. Um, to be able to do this program today and yeah. other programs and, you know, to perform and 
Whatever okay, God minister, has yep, yep. yep, minister to somebody. Um, With that being said, if you want to um, donate to our ministry. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. It's right, it's right at the bottom of the screen there with the pound sign, God is laying our cash out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing. I was like, thank you. I didn't want to be like, we what? have to. It's just a donation. I know, for the ministry. For the ministry. Because you do want to do a single and. Yeah, I do want to at some point yeah. do a single and, and down and the road do an album. And that does cost money. And it costs moolah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and God has blessed us so far, so I'm sure it will happen at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> Talking to the existence, as you say. Talking to the existence. Yeah, Ain't nothing too big That's God. that Southern Baptist thing. Yeah. Claim it Claim by it. the blood of Jesus. By the blood. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty much that was just my testimony, just a... Um, I always wanted me to say my story. Well, our um, testimony. Cause our testimony. We but the thing together. is that that's just one part of our testimony. There's another part of our testimony that we will get to at one point not in sure the future. Y- not sure yet when. Yeah, not sure yet when. When part two is coming. Yeah, when part two is coming. We're going to pray not, about it. We're not going to do part two now. We're going to do part two another week. Not next week. Well, whenever God tells us to. Yeah, whenever that time comes, we will do part two. Yeah. Because part two is a little bit more in-depth in our relationship and deeper and yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely um, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but then, I, more than anything, I just want to just encourage people yeah. that no matter what you, no matter what happens in your life, you make mistakes. We um, all do. God forgives us. Mm-hmm. God helps us. God is there for us. And I was thinking today, and for some reason, as I was, I've been watching different programs this weekend, and um, Psalms twenty three popped into my head. Where is the lost prayer? just um, sat and looked it up. Well, I didn't look it up. just, you know, looked it up to read it. Right. And as I was reading, I was just like, man, this is me right here. This is everything that in my life, in the past 47 years of my life, mm-hmm. that I've been through where, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. It says I should not want. Where it says he's making me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me within the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod, thy cast, they comfort me. Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's, um, yeah, I got thou anointed my head with oil. Yeah, not, God anointed my head with oil. Cup my runneth. cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all, all the, the days day. of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. forever. So I know that no matter what, I kind of got lost a little bit in my brain, but sorry. Um, <laughs> I got you. That, um, all of that, God promised right there is to say that even through all the things I've been through, been at the table with my enemies. Mm. And I know I've sat at the table with my enemies. I know I've sat at the table with people that smile in my face and talk behind my back, which yeah, is we, fine with me. Definitely. Doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's making me to lie down and be still. I know that he has provided for us through all the issues, all the problems, through all the faults that I've done. God has always still provided for us. He's yep. always made sure that everything is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And um, I like I say to my kids and to my wife, we got a house over our head, we got food on the table, and we got each other. Mm-hmm. And we have God, number one. That's so right. as long as we have those things, I'm happy. If we have nothing else, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much that's it. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I basically just, I'm just so glad, God, you know, what we've been through didn't, didn't break us to the point where we 
not together, where we divorced, and you know what I'm saying? It's so much that could have happened, and when you look back on it, and and amazingly how some people probably wanted us to be divorced, and you know, even through you know, some people knew some things that we went through, but you know, in the way I think it is, ain't nothing really a secret, you know. You know. Well, I, I know that people know. Like, people knew some of the things that happened to me in the past, but they just don't mention it. Right. Because people don't like to talk about things that happen. I believe that... People like some, to dismiss things and just be like, you know what? I don't even think they dismiss it. I, I said think some people. people. I, said I think some people, people like to talk about... People don't like to talk about things because they think that people are going to look at you a weird way, a wrong way. Right. And I'll be honest, I really don't care. Um, That's why I've we're doing part, this, because it's part, not about what people think. It's about who we can help. Yeah. I've I've been a part of a show on Sabbath afternoons and talking point talking points talking point talking point and um, <laughs> about a month or two ago we had a, a start a, I can't remember exactly and I was just very blunt about my answer and I you know I, 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 I as a friend if you're my friend you're my friend for life if you're not my friend that's that I don't have time for wishy washy um, backstabbing people. Right. Um, I don't have time for uh, people that are gonna tell me what they I think what I, they think I need to hear. I want somebody that's gonna tell me what I need to hear, not what I think I need to hear. So, um, but yeah, um, like like I said, you know, since we've been here, God has God has really blessed us. Um, he blessed us. He blessed your music ministry, yeah, and hopefully he'll bless us. And he still is, is and hopefully be blessed a little bit more. <laughs> and I've been blessed because I've been able to. Go out of my comfort zone, which is I do love to talk, but I like to talk amongst my friends, not to people, not to like the public. And like I said, I'm part of a show on um, Radio London, American um, Adventist Radio London, and it allows me to um, give my views on certain things and hear great stories and great um, trials and tribulations of other people. Um, which has been very um, uplifting for myself and something I think God wanted me to have in my life because I was in a place, again, where I was struggling spiritually and struggling mentally with God and just trying to get myself... Because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you know, we all go through those struggles every now and then yeah. where we just, you know, is God there? Is he helping me? And, you know, is he, you know, it was, yeah... So I think that it came at the right time, and that came by chance too. Yeah. Just going to a place, and next thing you know, I'll be an axe. So I appreciate that opportunity. Yeah. And Pastor Ray Patrick for allowing that to happen. Yeah. Um. And then, um, just like I said, you know, just just keep praying, keep thanking the God, thank, keep thanking God for everything that we have in life. Right. What that you have in life. Um, I always tell folks, you know what? There's somebody always out there worse than you. Right. There's somebody always out there that's got a more serious issue that you may not have. That you you think your issue is bad, but there's somebody else that has a more ir- serious issue than what you think. Definitely. There's somebody out there sicker than you. There's somebody out there struggling more than you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I tire myself have decided to do this program. Even if it's just one person listening, we just want to be able to touch that person or explain to that person or that help you know that what, person, or help that person. That there's no perfect world out there. There's, there's no, no perfect, perfect person. person out there. Right. We're all flawed. Mm-hmm. We're all sinned, sinful. We all have our issues. We all have our defaults. 
some people, some people may not, um, everybody thinks we're so perfect. Everybody thinks, oh, why they, you know, everybody's like, oh, how did they get this? How did they get that? God blesses us all differently in what we need and not what we want. Right. So I just want to thank God for that. And um, with that um, thing, real quick, I don't seem to see it on Facebook. What? The program. Okay. I don't know why. It went away like. Did you go to my Yeah. Did you go to my channel? I was trying to. Just hit my name, buddy. And it should pop up. No, see? Oh. I said okay, that's why. Yeah. That's it? No, that's the other one. Keep going, oh. scrolling up. Keep scrolling up. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. But it didn't pop up for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, that's beyond the point. Um, well, we at the end of, of it now, so. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say? I just, just want to thank God for letting us... Um, get to this point in our life where we're able to share and we're able to, um, you know, share our life experiences with other people. And that's it. And God giving and us the confidence and the boldness to do it. And also we go, also we can um, not be so serious every time. Every time we talk, it's not going to be serious. Yeah. Because we like to banter with each other and have fun and talk and Definitely. And you know, yeah. And so I want to think everybody think that we're always gonna be um serious. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want everybody to think that because that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But so. it's there. But um uh oh it's not that because nobody's commenting. That's why I was trying to see if anybody was going to yeah. comment. That's how I was trying to find, you know. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know why, but it don't matter. It's not showing up on mine, but it's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm not sure. But okay, but we can go ahead and end. And, um... Yeah. Let's end on a lighter note. Okay, let's end so, on a lighter note. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, do you see any comments? No. Oh. It said something about it's been blocked or something. That's how I see. I don't know why. I saw it. It went away. Facebook and that craziness. What, what exactly did we say wrong? We didn't play no music. I know it's the weirdest thing. So we're doing it live, but that don't even mean that people. Right. I don't even think people are seeing it on Facebook right now. It's probably why. 
All right, folks, then, and that issue, then we will then just end it, and we will try to come back next week, and we'll see you next week, same time, 7 o'clock. Same place. Same place. Hopefully, we'll get um, this sorted out. Yeah. Just want to um, pray it out. And yeah. Then, all right. All right, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this time for us to share our testimony with the world. And let's be God to whoever listened to this, Lord, help them to be blessed and help maybe we help them someone through their, their situation. And let's be God to continue to be with us as we continue to grow in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that may have watched or may watch this later on. We pray in Jesus' name. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, take care of yourself. Have a great week. All right, blessings. And we'll blessings. We'll see you next week. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and War Talk Show.